0: Tribune Audio Network.
3: And now, The Score. Upcoming Friday night football matchups and breakdowns from the previous week. Here's what's happening in the Quad Cities high school sports scene. Welcome to your Score podcast Illinois edition season preview. Back for the second week in a row, talking high school football in our brand new Score WQAD podcast studio. It's a lot of fun. Corey Cuffler, Greg Armstrong, and Brian Stocking nodding anxiously. You want to say something? I'm ready to go. We're ready to go. The season's about ready to start.
0: All right, Stocking. He's kind of Quick. like
3: Dick Vitale.
0: <laughs> I'm ready to go, baby! Very much Dick Vitale. Quick quiz, Stocking, from last week. What does OG mean? Because we are the OGs um, of podcasting here.
2: Let's see. Isn't it original gangster. Yes.
0: <laughs>
3: that came so out bad. weird, so but good. yes, that's exactly you, what You got you it. Know, I, you know, I, I
1: like that each week you tell people that we're in our new podcast studio and they can't see it. Yeah. We'll, this, we'll tweet out a <laughs> We should take that picture. Yeah. <laughs> I think we did tweet it out last well, week, actually. Well, yeah, so. kind of, yeah. That's, yeah. It's, it's that's funny.
0: the best part of podcasts is when we can see you. And yeah. while we're at it, Follow at the score WQAD. Yeah. And and follow all of us on Twitter too.
3: And if you um, are enjoying the podcast, please subscribe to the podcast. We have a brand new podcasting platform that you can get them on as well. And then of course Apple and all that kind of stuff. So, um excited about the season, and, and we'll break down week one of the regular season next week, but this week is our high school football preview, and as we mentioned, this is the Illinois edition, so if you're an Iowa person and, and you want to still listen, keep going, but there will also be an Iowa one as well. And we're going to start at the top with the Western Big Six, because the first time ever it's a new-look Western Big Six. Two teams join the conference, and two really good football programs in Sterling and Geneseo it makes what's already a tradition-rich conference that much better.
0: The Western Big Eight, right? right. That's right. Well, yeah, Eight's Steve. been better than Six for years. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so I, this it, is obvious. I, be, I, I, I got let's you. See oh, what I did? Right. I gotcha.
1: <laughs> so we're we talking about the Western Big Six here? Yeah. <laughs> are we, we going to talk Geneseo yeah. and Sterling? Yeah. All right, why not? Um, I like the fact that these two new schools are in. I mean... I know that Sterling was in a predicament where they, after this season, they would have had nowhere to go because their conference was gone. So they had nowhere to go. Geneseo had already contacted the Western Big Six about joining. And everybody knows this, but to add these two schools to the six that were there, quality schools. I mean, there's no drop-off. It only increases the league and improves the
0: league. I think I think it's a really good thing to have Geneseo and Sterling in the league. And there's no better, to me, there's no better time to do it. And I, I guess you could say that, yeah, you're laughing because I'm already, I'm already talking <laughs> no, too loud. No, you're good.
3: You're good. Proceed. <laughs> proceed.
0: <laughs> it's a perfect time to do it. I mean, sure, yes, Geneseo had, you know, by their program standards, a down year last year and didn't get to that 500 mark. But traditionally, perennially, they've had success. They're there year in and year out. And for Sterling, this is about the perfect timing. I mean, they're riding a wave of, you know, maybe some of the best teams they've had in their program history. So to transition into the Western Big Six, I hope maybe, you know, from a selfish standpoint that it's not a two-year or one-year deal, that the districts maybe hold off for a while so we can see this play out just from a local selfish standpoint. But I think it really, there's so much momentum coming in, and we've talked about it for so long to get these two programs in there. It's exciting when you think about, like, Geneseo and Rock Island playing each other. Yeah. And, you know, Geneseo Moline, Geneseo Aleman. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really fun. Some of these matchups you never saw. It's exciting.
2: Also, you were talking about perfect timing. I think for the for the conference itself, it's perfect timing because, lightly, the Western Big Six and football has been on a downturn. They've only won one playoff game in the last two that years. You a way to make
3: those listeners happy.
2: But, <laughs> but I'm being truthful. I know. The last two years, they've only won one playoff game. The last two years in conference, there have only been three games decided by a possession or less. And last week, there was last year there was a week where the winning margins were forty two, forty three, and forty four points. I think adding Geneseo and Sterling maybe it won't erase all that, but it's gonna that new blood will help the league and may reinvigorate some of those
0: uh, long time matchups. But what, haven't we hasn't the Western Big Six produced three playoff teams each of the last couple years? Yeah. So, I mean, teams have been making the so playoffs. So last year, they just Moline, Moline yeah.
3: made it. Alleman made it. Rock Island made it. And I mean, and you look at Quincy. And you look at, uh, Quincy Quincy so at, yeah. at Alumon and Rock Island. They got seeded out against number number one seeds and, and yeah. really tough first round yeah. matchups. But yeah, they have been. But I I, I can I see Sacking's point where there's been some really great tradition in this conference, but there hasn't been a deep conference run. I, I would guess back to you you'd probably have to go back to 2014. Allman making the state championship game. 2012. I think those years, maybe it was 2010, 2012, something like that. That's been the most
0: recent state run. Rock Island had a quarterfinal run a couple years ago. Yep. Um, Yeah, that's right.
2: Yep. But the last two years, there's been a downturn, and I think injecting new blood into the league Will reinvig- may reinvigorate the league. So
3: I think a lot of people are excited about it. Fan-wise, media-wise, it's great for us. Because if you look at it from a, the, the media perspective, Sterling and Geneseo would play each other. Sterling would play Alleman. That's been going on for a few years. Yep. Geneseo's played Galesburg last year. They've played a few Western Big Six teams here Let's in their Quincy. Say- but they would normally play each other. And then after that, they'd be off. On the road, their home games are home, obviously, but they're playing teams not in our viewing area. Yep. So for us, we're taking two really good programs and putting them in with six good programs and making some fun matchups for us. And it's a lot easier to cover. A lot easier for fans. I mean, Geneseo is going to enjoy coming to the Western or coming into the Quad Cities for two, three games or whenever they play the 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 Metro schools. Um Sterling's still there, but I mean it's not that it cuts down on travel a lot. I think the majority of the people really like it. Talking to, to Larry Johnson, um, gosh, what was it, Friday, I think he's excited about the rivalries. I think he's excited about the uh, less travel. I think the fans are excited. There's some positives that he definitely talked about. He's still leery of that enrollment discrepancy, and you look at a, a school like Geneseo has 800 kids, and then you look at a, a school like Rock Island, it's got 1,600 kids, and Alleman's even a, a, a more disadvantaged than that. I think that's something that might concern him because it's it's hard to get to the playoffs. You have to get six victories, five and some help, or six victories basically to get to the postseason. That becomes much more difficult for all the teams involved because you're playing really good teams each week, week and week out. But I think for the majority of, of everybody, I think everybody's excited about this. I know I'm really excited about it. We do it for one year. We'll see if we do it for more than that. But we do it for one year, and then there's a talk of revoting for districts and all that kind of stuff. We'll see where that goes. But I think it's one year. For for sure, and then this could I go. Think it's, I think, it think it's two. Two.
1: Am I? Yeah. Two years? They, I think they pushed back to 2021 okay. now, but they're still trying to get the uh, districts overturned with a new ballot come November. But you mentioned the enrollment. So you've got Allman is the smallest school in the Big Six. They have, according to. IHSA, 14, it's four hundred four hundred and thirty-five is what they have. All I, mean, guys, I, I did my research. I, you, you knew that. I did my homework. I'll, I'll, I'll I think, but you so got to remember,
3: according to the IHSA, for most sports, they're like seven something point eight two five nine because of that Geneseo
1: is eight hundred and twenty-seven, so they're the second. smallest. think it'd be smallest. the second, yeah. And then Sterling's actually the third smallest, yeah. just over a thousand per per uh, for the school. Sure, but. To me, that doesn't matter. I mean, I understand. With Allman, I get it. You don't have as big of a pool. Geneseo is a little bit bigger, but the way Sterling has played the past couple years, I think last year, a Sterling-Moline matchup, wow, what a matchup that would have been. Yeah, but that's also picking
3: a year. Like, no, that they've been well, good right. for been, recent been years. Good.
1: But, but mm-hmm. e- even still this year, I think it's going to be a, a great game. And mm-hmm. when I went up to Sterling, that was one thing that they were talking about. I, I asked them, is there a game in the Big Six you're looking forward to? And every one of them said, our homecoming game. I was like, okay, great. Who's your homecoming game? Is it Geneseo? It's Moline.
3: Oh, yeah. Week well, 7.
1: And it's, at you know, so, I mean, it's going to be a yeah. fun game. Yeah, And
2: also, when you look at enrollment, just because you have a large enrollment doesn't mean that automatically you're going to be... At the top of the it, playoffs, but it I helps. Mean, it helps, but I mean, <laughs> it helps. I but look at if you some, have sixteen hundred kids.
3: Sides, you, if you have sixteen hundred kids in your school, and both, you're looking for, and if you have four hundred kids, the the chances are four times greater you're going to find football players. Yeah, that are but I
2: good. look at both sides of the river, and I see in Iowa there's several schools that have had large enrollments and haven't had a playoff, haven't oh, playoffs. Oh, obviously, not every team so that's I mean, got a
3: large enrollment is going to do well. So like I Western mean, makes the, Six wise United Township has struggled in the past. So, so I
2: th- I'm not buying the.
3: You have a large enrollment. Automatically, you're going to be better. Better.
2: Yeah, she'll have a bigger pool, but that
3: that doesn't mean. Yeah, I don't think anybody said that (laughs) automatically is obviously not the case. But I think it's it's going to. I think any coach is going to tell you that if they have 1,600 kids to go find in their school to get football players, it's a lot easier to find 40 of them than it is to go to 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 four four hundred eight hundred anything like that. But yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, there's going to be. Um, uh, small schools that do well. There's gonna be large schools that aren't very good. I mean, that's just the uh, the. It's really, and we don't want to get all the way into this, but like we're all the, the way into yeah, it. Yeah, on the <laughs> Iowa side, on the Iowa side of the river, uh, our sister station WHO did a story about somebody proposing um, the socioeconomic factors for for from there Iowa f- City for, from Iowa from over there because of uh, of how that that affects people and affects schools and all that kind of stuff. So there's a lot of ways that we we could do an entire podcast on on this <laughs> and districts and you know what if it gets down to another vote I mean that'll be a podcast that we do and it'll right. be be a lot of fun to do that but um, for now this this conference is here for a year or two I think two And then we'll see where districting goes and all that. And like we said, I think the majority of people are really, really going to enjoy the Western Big Six because of what we just said. They're great programs. There's there's great names. There's great matchups that we get to – I was out in Geneseo, and they're like, yeah, you know, the tradition – we haven't played Aman forever, and we play them on homecoming. That's a fantastic matchup that you I mean, would you rather, as a, as a media guy, go cover Geneseo versus a Chicago school that you've never heard of, or watch them play Aman and these type of teams? So it's, it's a ton of fun.
2: Rocky Geneseo haven't met since 1940, and that's going to be a matchup this year. Who won that game? Uh, Geneseo did.
3: What was the score? Uh, I think twenty one <laughs> six. Yeah. Oh. Do you think or do you know? You think we'll have to look. I that know one up. they won. But it's in I, his. But would I you bet know. me a Chick Fil A sandwich that you're right?
0: No, it's in his briefcase. <laughs> we'll look. And man, you stole my thunder. I was gonna say all that. I had looked that up. <laughs> Darn it!
3: I think he was copying off your off, your, <laughs> off uh, your notes off your notes. So if you look at this conference and we'll start breaking it down on on who will do what and where and all that kind of stuff. Uh, boy, you have a team like I mean. It, Moline hops out at you, and then Sterling jumps out at you as well. Moline's won 10 straight Western Big Six games, and I'm going to steal this from the Western Big Six Conference History Twitter, who does a great job. But the longest winning streaks, 16 straight games by Alleman from 1988 to 91. Rock Island had a 16-game win streak, 99 to 2002. Alleman was there from 04 to 07 at 15. Rock Island at 14 once again, and then Moline from 06 to 08. Was at thirteen. Other than that, this is the longest one going, and mm-hmm. and I hate to give Stockpile a lot of credit, but he kind of touched on this where it wasn't that competitive of a conference last year when it was basically Moline and then everybody else was kind of battling for second place. You look at it this year, and, and you've been out to Sterling, and you guys know more about that than, than than what I've been out to. But Moline's the headline, the defending champion, the the team that brings a lot of people back and then Sterling's just been rolling along. I mean,
1: I think those two kind of stand out amongst the rest right off the bat. Am I wrong? No, I would completely agree with that. Um, Like I mentioned, Sterling was excited for that Week 7 game, and if you look at it right now before the season starts, obviously, I think that game going into the Big 6 could very well be the deciding game on who wins the Western Big 6 this year. Now, of course, you play three games into the Big 6, and and Mm -hmm. who knows what's going to happen at that point. But I'm just saying looking at it before the season starts – that game to me is a game that decides the Western Big Six. Yeah. Where's that at? It's in Sterling. Sterling. That's week seven game in Sterling. Yeah.
0: So for Moline, they have Bubakar Barry back. Right. And he's been one of their big running backs since his sophomore year. He's been going the last two years. Correct. Last year, he split carries a little bit with Harrison Bay but this year, he should be the ball carrier, correct? I mean, he, he'll be the he will be.
1: he will be, yes, absolutely. And then they have uh, Zidane Sterling. He's back at quarterback. Uh, they have Nate Johnson back as a, as a wide receiver. They have Jacob Powell's back as a tight end. So there's a, there's a ton of That was a
3: junior-heavy team last year, wasn't it? I not? was going to say there you There were just, a lot of juniors on that team.
0: Go ahead. You just named three or four guys that we were consistently calling names the highlights. Um, the tight end, Paulie was a kid that... Powell's, Powell's, Powell. Powell, yeah. at, the, at the end of the year really started coming on it seemed like every week near the end of the year last year yeah he was making some big plays and that's you know that's a key to have a you know consistent receiver back there and I I just love that you know Moline has been so high powered the last two years and to have that consistency with Barry he's been there through the whole thing you know and sure he was splitting carries last year but man that's a kid back who knows the system He's you know familiar with everything. That's a, that's a big thing, and to have a quarterback along with him, I think, is really dangerous. You look on the Sterling side of things. If we want to you know flip over to Sterling real quick, um, is uh, Willman uh, Cooper Willman. Wilman. Wilman. I was yeah. gonna say Connor Cooper Willman. Is back and you know talking to uh, head coach John Schlemmer out there. He is really high on uh, Wilman as a as a quarterback and for good reason. That, and and he knows quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah. like remember yeah.
3: that he's had. I mean Sterling Thornton and, and a bunch of really
0: good and quarterbacks. Trey, Trey Morris, right Morse. after him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and you look at we said you know four years ago, man, how do they replace Sterling Thornton? And then we said how do they replace Trey Morris? And now here we are, and it's Wilman who did it last year in a split role, yeah. and now it's all his and. There'll be some pieces that need to fill in around him, but I think that when we look around that program, like we just talked about, they filled in the pieces before. That hasn't been a problem. They'll find guys that can fill in those roles. Now, are they as athletic as they were a year ago? Maybe not. Last year was a pretty gifted team. Very athletic, very fast. I don't know if they have that coming back, but they certainly have kids who are ready to step into that program. Plus, you look at Willman's stats. He is very balanced.
2: 771 yards passing. Nine touchdowns, 737 yards rushing, seven touchdowns. So you can't, if you're when you're playing him, you can't just go, well, he's a runner or he's a passer. You have to play him pretty much straight up. And here's the thing: while we talk about Moline's weapons, which are excellent offense, their defense is no slouch. Last year, they played, they shut down a lot of teams, and I think that's the un, you know, that was sort of a underlying story that very few people looked at because we were so. Enamored with all the offense, with all their offensive talents, that so we sort of hit their defensive talents.
3: So, if you look at, <coughs> at Moline's, why is everybody laughing at me? What I do? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. Oh, I almost have said something.
1: Had, you had something on your mic. I'm just right. you out. I, I was hoping everyone was giggling. <laughs> I thought I was like,
3: felt like I was in grade school again. Do I have a booger? <laughs> no, you're good. Go ahead. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> um, so, if you look at Moline's schedule, they open up at home against Alton. Um, they go to Lyle Bennett in week two, which will be an interesting matchup. But boy, they got <coughs> Rock Island at home. Alleman on the road, UT on the road, Galesburg at home. That Sterling matchup is going to be really interesting. They get Geneseo at home, and then they head down to Quincy. So um, really interesting to see what, Rock, what Moline does. Can, can Moline well, – but they've gone back-to-back undefeated in the Western Big Six. Right. How long does that continue? Well, before so we go we, there, before we talk well,
0: favorites, should we head uh, so over well, to Rock l- Island?
3: Just, yeah, absolutely. Just to
1: finish up with Moline, because uh, he, he mentioned Moline, defense is where they're going to struggle the most at first. They lost a lot of good secondary players and some linebackers. So that's where they're going to struggle the most. Offensively, they're going to be fine. As far as Sterling goes, they are the biggest team I have seen in all the previews we've done. Yeah. Last year, they were big. They were only juniors. Those seniors, they're huge. <laughs> I mean, I, I I was I was trying to shoot some of the big guys, and I was just like, I need to get the heck out of the way because they're going to just run me over. They have a uh, – I believe he's either a sophomore or a junior. I'm not for sure on, on the grade. But he's a defensive end, and he's already getting looks from northern Illinois. And from what I understand, Big Ten schools aren't too far behind to come in and look at him. So they, Greg mentioned, they're going to be more of a power team. And that's because their strength on both sides of the ball, on offense and defense, is the, def- is the offensive and defensive line. So if they can move people down the line, they're going to be guaranteed probably about four or five yards on every carry.
3: The fun part about doing the podcast is that a lot of people listen. The bad part about doing the podcast is a lot of coaches listen. So yep. and we do want to talk about every, like, when it comes to Western Pick 6, because obviously those are the two names that pop out. But, boy, I've been to Rock Island, and they're really excited this year about what they have. Very athletic, very fast. They got two quarterbacks they haven't decided on, Devin Swift and um, Eli Reese are the two quarterbacks. Eli is a sophomore. Um, Swift is a is a is a junior. They're both excited about that. And I, t- I talked to, to to Coach Hammer, and he smiled and said, our starting quarterback. All I can say is. He'll be the one that takes the snap from <laughs> from the center to that's, start the season. And I was go. like, that's "Thank you, coach. Bet. I appreciate that." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So because that's I mean he he says one one day we'll leave and 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 it'll be one kid and then you'll go to the very next practice and you're like, "Wow, it, maybe it's the other kid." So I I think when you with that there's that old saying when you have two quarterbacks you don't have a quarterback. I don't think that's the case here at all. I think they have two really good quarterbacks that they are really excited about, especially young kids. I mean, a sophomore being in a competition to possibly start in the Western Big Six is is saying something, and then a junior as well. Both kids aren't seniors by any stretch, so um, I think they really like what they have. They returned Davion Wilson, who did a ton last year for them, really good ball carrier. And I know that Coach Hammer is excited about the other guys they have as well. They have a lot of team speed this year. They're smaller up front, They and, and, and I kind of chuckled when, when I talked to Coach Hammer, because when you lose two tackles to Division One football, you're probably going to be smaller, because that's just, <laughs> that's just how it so works. Yeah. I think he's confident that he's got guys that can come in and, 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 and establish themselves, but I think last year it was, hey, let's run the football behind that big old offensive line, and I think this year they got a ton of speed all over the place, D- and Defense is going to always be what what the difference is at Rock Island. When their defense got better last year, they started winning more football games. They didn't get off to a good start last year. Uh, record wise or defensively when that turned around the record turned around it'll be interesting to see if they can what they can do on the defensive side of the football because I think that they're really they feel like this is their year to make that next step. They made the playoffs last season, tough tough first round opponent losing to the first in the first round of the playoffs, but this is year 3 under coach Hammer and he's brought a lot of energy and excitement to that program and the vibe that I got is they're confident that they can Maybe prove the experts like you guys that if doubt they're wrong. <laughs> <There> it <is. laughs> so uh, it's going to be intriguing to see what happens at Rock Island.
2: I think when you look at Rock Island, the question is: is uh, how are they going? You know, they start off with Mol- they start off right at the bat with Moline. Right. The earliest time in on the calendar that Moline and Rocky have ever played September thirteenth, which, is, it, week three, which week is week three. Which is week three. But yeah, absolutely. The date on the calendar. If they can do well in that game. I think that gives them
3: a huge momentum jump into the Western Mix. Did you go through and find out the earliest date? Like did you go look at every matchup and find the date to find I out? I
1: have uh most of their matchups down. Okay. Yes. That's that's Scary. <laughs> <laughs> of the nine games for Rocky this year, six are at home. So yeah. it's a very favorable schedule for them, which is a good thing.
3: Yeah, that, that, the beginning of their season last year, they had to go on the road a bunch, mm-hmm. and they got off to a bad start. They're at home against, where is it? Bradley Pervinay and, Mor- and Metamora. And yeah. Yes. <laughs> and Met-
1: on the road at Moline, East Moline at home, Galesburg at home, Sterling yeah, at boy, home. Yeah, boy, they go five of the first six at home. Right. Which is, which is
0: that's a huge advantage. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's, it's beneficial for them to have those two non conference games be at home. Yeah. So, you to start off the year, you don't have to travel very far. You're, you, I mean, you don't have to travel at all in those non conference games, which usually can lead. If it's you know, you're usually traveling farther for those games. Yeah, so that's that's a huge advantage to start with. So
3: it'll be interesting to see what Rock Island does. Uh, stay in the city of Rock Island, and and Alleman, I know is is quietly excited about what they have as well. Obviously, when you think Alumon football for the last seems like eight years, but it's it's been three. But your starting quarterback has been Maticek a, a great young man who did a lot both on the field and off the field for that team. Um, so he's gone, and that's, I think the first, like everywhere the attention goes to who plays quarterback. I know they have two young men that they're they're excited about. <clears throat> Tony Park Carpita is one of them. and a pon- the the last name Ponder, I can't think of his first name is another kid as well. Um, we'll see who starts for them and and who kind of directs the show for them. But they return in Nate Sheets that that a lot, a lot of people thought, talked about last year. When you have a conference that had Harrison Bay Bowie and Bubakar Barry and oh yeah that guy Brock rock that goes to <laughs> Iowa State. Then <laughs> yeah. that's just naming three. And then we mentioned Davion Wilson and like every every conference team last year had that stud running back. Mm-hmm. And, and Nate Sheets was that for Alabama and. He's excited about being maybe a little more of a focal point of the offense and, and what he can do. Um, I think they're excited about what they have at Alleman, and 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 we'll see. They start off with, with Assumption, which was a really good game last year on a Friday night um, at Augustana. That game is now over at Brady Street. Saturday is that game, yeah, a Saturday, Saturday night game over there. there. So um, it'll be interesting to see what Alleman can do. They finished 5-4 and four in the season last year they were in 3A five five. Yeah, five in the regular, and season, regular season five yeah, four, yeah, yeah. Five four and know. then Sorry. and then and then lost that first round game and it's one of those things where Oldham right now doesn't have the well penalty I guess for they don't have to move up so they'll be in 3A I believe again this year they haven't won a playoff game in a certain mm-hmm. amount of years mm-hmm. and and it was it set up nicely It was a good football team last year but if you're 5 and 4 and playing the number 1 ranked team in the state that's that was, not how you that want was to, a tough draw that's a tough Byron. draw yeah. if Oldham can get to 6 7 victories somehow and 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 have a nice seed they can they could do some make some noise in 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 a, a 3A as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's where they would if they could get to that sixth or even seventh win, that's where they would take advantage of a tough schedule in the playoffs. You know, when you go 5 and 4 like they did last year, even being battle tested in the big six, you're going to go up against a very good 3A school, yeah. which last year was Byron. So I mean, it's just you know that you got to get to that almost sixth win to really kind of move yourself around in the bracket a little bit. And I'm, five, s-
3: five, I'm sorry, real quick, five games on the road for Allman. They have two road trips to Quincy. They have one to Sterling as well. So a, a tougher schedule for them. They play their first three on the road. They play far, four, their first five on the road. Their only home game in that mix as they welcome two-time defending conference champion Moline. That's a down. tough start. So it's yeah, a really yeah. tough start Davenport, at Davenport Assumption, at Quincy Notre Dame, at Sterling, Moline at home, and then at Geneseo for their homecoming game. Yep. So it's not yeah. a tough, it's not an easy stretch for Alman at all. But I think they're confident that they like what they have, and that's a it's it, that's what makes the Western Big Six great right now. Is because all those matchups are intriguing. I mean, it's going to yep. be fun to do this podcast each and every right. week because <laughs> yeah. we're going to have so many great matchups to talk
2: about. Every when week. you look at the and look at the end of the season, Alman host Rocky, and last year both teams went into Week Nine yeah. four and four. Yeah. So if that if that would happen this year. That week nine game is the first playoff game because the winners get, winner one's probably goes in, on out. and yeah. the loser goes home for the summer for the winner. So, I mean, for almond you almost have to think that they're looking at the schedule as let's try and get at least one, if not two, wins, and stay healthy early. Because, yeah, you know, early. Yeah. Yeah. Because yep. that first five games, that that five game gauntlet that Dazzo talked about. Because if they get hurt or if they start off zero and five. It's gonna be really hard for wow, no, I don't I don't think they're gonna start O oh and time. Time. I, know, not burying here. Here. I said yeah. Man. You bury him. I said, him yeah. up. No, I said <laughs> <laughs> Um But I don't you know I think they'll go at least one and four. Well, let's hop out to Geneseo
3: because you mentioned a great story tradition. We're gonna run their pot their preview tonight. We're we're taping this on Tuesday evening. So they're up at ten o'clock tonight and Boy, you look at them, and, and for the first time since 1962, they don't finish with a winning record. Um, 55 years, it's the streak, besides the Undertaker streak at WrestleMania, that everybody <laughs> talks about. <laughs> right, right hey, Greg, Is that right? right? I, right. I was going to
2: talk about the Patriot streak.
3: but No, we're talking about the— I mean, yeah, We're going to
2: talk wrestling.
0: Hopefully, now.
3: Chip Filler is listening to that <laughs> and gives me a text message and appreciates the wrestling. Uh, the but, I mean, you look at that, and you go out to Geneseo, and they didn't talk up the streak. Like every year you go out there and you'd say to them, Hey, you guys have been in winning record for fifty whatever years, and they'd say, you know, that's that's in the past. This is a new year. And so I kind of thought that I would get that same response with, Hey, the streak is over. And Coach Johnson said, you know, we were fully aware of it. And he really gave a great bite where he's talking about, you know, in life there's gonna be adversity and, and you're gonna learn from that. And it's what you learn and how you move. Do you wanna be this? Do you want this to be the new standard? Boy, they hope not. So they're really focused. Boy, the players talked about being more focused and more motivated than ever before. And in that town and in that, that, that tradition, that, doesn't, like, that, that will motivate the heck out of you to
1: be that team that, that, that didn't do it. And so they want to start maybe a streak of the road. I remember talking to them last year at the preview, and, and I mentioned it to some of the kids, and they said, yeah, we know what's going on. We know the number that it's at. And you can't walk around Geneseo or, like they said, go into the donut shop and not have somebody ask you, hey, are we going to get 5 wins this year? Are we going to, are we going to make are we going to be a yeah. playoff team this year? People embrace that. People love their football out in Geneseo. I mean, you you speak Geneseo and football is is the word that everybody talks about. So, I I like to hear that they've embraced where they are at last year. I like to hear that they're looking to improve upon last year and having 6 of their 9 games at home will help. Um, coming into the big 6, that is going to be a little bit of a struggle, I think. Uh, not that they it can't be done, but just looking overall, I mean, I, Five wins is doable, yeah. but they have to win the games that they have to win. Yeah. Um, Genesee opens up at two,
3: at home with two home games against Chicago Noble. I think it's the Bulls. Like, literally, if you look at their mascot, it's an actual Bulls It's the, sh- yes. it's the Chicago, Chicago Bulls, Bulls, Bulls. prop. <laughs> yeah. yep. And then um, uh, Lakeview? Lakeview. Chicago yep. Lakeview. So they have two home games, and then you look at that schedule, and they, they some great matchups. They welcome Alleman for homecoming. They welcome Sterling in that great matchup as well. They welcome Rock Island. So if you look right there, you're looking at some fun matchups. And a city that loves Friday night football to have these teams come into town that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, X's and O's wise, you know, I talked to Coach and, and, and asked him what he had, and he's got yeah, young players. So while they look good at practice, he talked about turning that light on and seeing what it's like when they actually turn the lights on on Friday night and see how things go. So a little more team speed, they thought, they hoped, um, and more depth this year too. But, but young, and we'll see what young players do. And, and, and you got to love that coaching staff and, and what they do, and they do what they do. And they do it really well. <laughs> and I, I was ex- wondering if you'd go there. <laughs> I'd expect Geneseo to bounce back this year as well. By the way, that, that opening game is another Saturday night game, which are fun, but I really like Friday night games because we have that big half-hour show that we <laughs> like to do. So they have a, that home game of 5 o'clock start against Chicago Noble as well. Um, Galesburg comes into this after a tough year last year and and kind of some a team that a lot of people kind of sleep on from last season the streaks look into and they th- their head coach I, I saw an article and I, I believe uh uh Syl you went down there and yes. she's like their record last year is unacceptable they, they they don't like what it was they don't like where things went and they look to rebound they look to get a lot better I'd expect for them to be a little better as well too
1: yeah, going off a, a one and eight year, that's that's definitely not where they wanted to be. But it's second year under Coach Washabaugh. He had been there as an assistant, so he kind of knew under Doherty what what they ex- expected. Um, he wasn't left completely bare last year, but it wasn't like a stacked team coming it, back. It was I, a rebuilding. It was year, definitely right? a rebuilding and he knew year. That, I think coming in. Yeah, yeah, so I mean, one and eight, obviously not acceptable. One and eight, something that can motivate any team to get better and that's what we're looking to see how will they get better obviously opening at home against Dunlop this year it, it's a good start to open up at home i, I love going down to galesburg that field it's with really the field nice. house yeah. yeah since they what is it about 4 years now 5 years it's been around sure. um just whatever a it place is to go. if you're
3: wrong you'll be corrected i'll be corrected <laughs> Gales, galesburg's
2: defense has to improve from last year that was their achilles heel last year they've got a, a quarterback back connor atten He performed well. They lose Kobe Ramirez, their star running back uh, there, but they're really high on what Atten can do
0: with his uh, passing and running. Looking at their schedule, the Dunlap matchup, which you referenced, is a tough one. They start out at home. Their second, uh, their week two opponent, Centralia, was only one and eight last year as as well. Do you know Centralia's nickname? The Orphans. Very good. So that's a long that's a long trip for them. Yeah, that's a, yeah, long, that's about, a long that's about a five and a half hour trip for them. It looks like um, is that on a Saturday? It is a Saturday. It's a Saturday Yeah, but still that's a long that's bus a long ride. haul. But I think there's opportunity there if you you know you're on the road, but. It's a team that comes in the same place as you. You know that it's not a powerhouse in Centralia. So if you can try to go on the road and grab a win there, heading into Big Six play, that would go a long way in uh, you know setting that team up, hopefully for longer success. A
3: couple more teams in the Western Big Six we'll talk about for the I think fifth time in seven years. There's a new head football coach at at United Township, and you get a vibe sometimes from a new head coach that they're energetic, they're exciting and that they, they can turn this program around. That's what I got from Nick Welch. Great guy, great dude. I, I think he realizes that it was funny because you, you know we get cliches a lot, and he goes, I'm a history teacher, and Rome wasn't built in a day. I'm like, oh, man, that's cliche as cliche can get, but that's the way he's lo- He you, you have to change a culture there. And, and he talked about getting people excited for football and, and getting kids out for football. That only happens if you win football games. And yeah. so that's they, I mean he started early on. He talked about little things like going to the Saint Ambrose camp. They hadn't done that in the past, so they go over to the seven uh, to the Saint Ambrose. Wait, an Augie
1: guy went to a Saint Ambrose. Yes, camp? exactly. Wow. And all right. He, he
3: went over there. He went to. Um, they did like they talked about cookouts during the summer. They talked about swim going swimming. Pool parties, yeah, pool parties, and all that
1: kind of stuff. They and, were also down at the the Freedom Run this year. They volunteered yeah. down there, and they were out in the community. It's a great thing for. It, them. It's it's something that it starts and and so. Are we going to sit on a podcast and say, man,
3: I look for Nick Walsh to, to get to United Township and win seven games this year? Well, no, nobody expects that, and I don't know where it comes. It's funny because he was he – was, he wouldn't tell me what he thought, but he said, I, you know, if everything and we do what we are supposed to do, I have an idea in my head of what this team can do, wins and loss-wise, but I don't think they're expecting to – he's not expecting to reinvent the wheel or anything – but it's going to be a slow turn and, and, and getting better slowly but surely. And I think United Township, I, I really do. I think they got the guy. I think they got the energetic guy. I think they got the, the young head coach that could, could do really good things at United Township. And it's, it starts with baby steps, and I, I believe that's already underway at United
1: Township. If you look to see what Nick Welch is trying to do, it's kind of similar to what Mike Morrissey was doing at Moline. Getting out in the hallways. Talking and, to people and what Joe Morrissey was doing and, at, at and, United at Joe, Township before that and just get it, get the excitement, right? That's give, the... give people a reason to come to the games, give that's what Ryan Weber did when he came back to United Township with basketball. He got people excited. Now it helped that they won a whole heck of a lot with Coach Weber, but if he can do that, win your first game, possibly win your second game, they're there two games that are very winnable on their schedule. So if if they could do that. That'd be a huge step in the right direction. Sure. Um, what do we know about Gales or about you, Quincy? Well, they don't have uh, Jarrell Brock. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's what I know. think
2: that's
3: the first but, thing people. But, and see. they do have.
2: They, I think they lost their quarterback, but they do have a mm-hmm. running back, a Dante
1: Kreiner. Kreiner, yeah, Kreiner, he was back. he was the yeah, backup. He was good. He was yeah. good. No, he just got overlooked because Jarrell was so good. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, he's back. But outside of that, I don't know a whole lot the about quite, Quincy.
2: The quite, and here's the thing: Quincy comes to UT week three. If Quincy is strugg- uh, struggling and Welch maybe gets up, because when you look at UT's schedule at West at East Peoria, those are two winnable games. If they go if they go even one and one, and Quincy's Quincy's tottering,
3: Stockpile's is driving could, the uh, United Township bus. UT could could be two and one
1: and be the uh, two talk of the two and one. They could potentially be three and zero, oh. yeah. and then they yeah. would be
3: on score Sunday.
1: <laughs> you know why Stocky won't let them go three and zero oh right away? <laughs> Because week one they played oh. Davenport West. I would, I'm picking Weston. Now, of course, of course, that was the only reason. That's, that's the endorsement. We've from... we, we've
3: talked 33 minutes about the Western Big Six. <laughs> well, they're bigger now, so maybe yeah. That's, yeah. And So there's other there's a lot of trails to get to. There's the Lincoln Trail to get to, and yep. some other conferences. we want to get to that. Before we do that, um, just to make coaches mad that are listening to this, do we want to make picks for the Western Big Six? Yes, sure. Why not? Let's do this. This might be too much. Who wins the Western Big Six, and who are the playoff teams from the Western Big Six? Can we do that? Ooh, is that too much? Boy. you can okay. get back. Yeah, I'll okay. St- stockpiler already knows, so I'll give go with him first because then we can do research. That makes sense. Sterling's going to win the
2: conference. My dark wow. horse is Geneseo, and my playoff teams are Sterling, Moline, Geneseo, uh, Rocky, and Quincy. So there'll be five. So you have five of the eight going. Yep. Okay.
3: You had Quincy just losing to UT, and now they're in the playoffs? No, I didn't say. I I
2: said, (laughs) if Quincy struggles, and if they're tottering, and UT starts off Everybody makes the playoffs. (laughs) Can I do that?
3: This This isn't Iowa stock. No. (laughs) How many many teams do you have in?
1: Five. Five of the eight.
3: Can five make it with them playing each other so much?
1: Potentially. Yeah. Yeah, potentially. Okay. So, all right. So, I'll go next, then. I'm going to go with Moline. Shocking. Shocking, right? (laughs) As champion or as the champion. Okay. Um, I will say though, I think they lose a game this year in conference. Um, my playoff teams will be Moline, Sterling, Rock Island, Geneseo, and all Yeah, oh so, yeah, 5 of the 8. Do oh. they do they do they set the
2: their new Eyes record on your for paper the school conference. Conference. 13. <laughs> What's it, that? Do they set their new school record of at least 13 wins in the conference?
3: Because they're at 10. straight. Yeah, straight. 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 That's what um, about. Well, Cuff thinks they lose in Sterling. Said they lose, so let's I count was them out. just wondering. <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> if there's a game to lose, that would be the one. Which so one? They, if, so you'd have so them I would one, have two. them winning, what would that be? 14?
3: 14. 14. Before, Gen- before, before 14 Sterling. 14
1: before Sterling. So that, that that's the game. Only, and only because it's on the road.
3: I will go Sterling wins the conference. I think it'll be a, a. I think there will be more than just two teams roaming around in that to, to, to win the conference. I think there'll be a, a three-team race. I don't know who the other three, third <laughs> team is, and I'll go with the same teams that you did to make the playoffs. Sterling, cow. Moline, Rock Island, Owlman, and Geneseo are the teams to
0: make the playoffs. I am the exact same as you. I'm going to go Sterling to win the conference. You win <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go Sterling to win the conference. And um, I also yep the same. See what teams.
3: stinks about this is hopefully these coaches don't listen to this before the Western Big Six banquet tomorrow <laughs> because I will get endless crap that I didn't pick every team. Well, to I can
1: wait to upload it, so it's all good. Yeah, maybe we, <laughs> we
3: might need to do that. Hey, let's move on. We'll go to the Three Rivers next and kind of talk some some Three Rivers football and, and boy, I don't even know where you where you, you you dive in with that because there's so many teams that are
0: going to look so different from a year ago. This is the first time in like two years that you didn't want to call it the Big Rivers. I know. Now I'm going to get you. All screwed up again. What, what? Why did I want to call it the big? Because it, it used to be at uh, one time. It, it time used to, a to be the big years. rivers, yeah. And, yeah. yeah. and now
3: there's three rivers.
0: Yeah, yeah. there's yeah. three. Yeah. There's three rivers. There's what are the trails? three rivers,
3: stock? Can you name um,
2: them? rock Mississippi and I think Green, maybe I don't know. That's a good. I don't know. It's, um I, But you know, if we, somebody does know, we let us, stumped us know. the
1: stock. Is, is no. it Lamoille? Is it the Lamoille? Well, talking about two of those rivers, Mississippi
2: and Rock are the names of the division. I knew those two and. In uh, two years ago, the Rock dominated the Mississippi. Twenty-one crossover games, the Rock was twenty and one. Wow! Last year, that changed a little because, because Monmouth Roseville did what, so well. Hall did well, um, and uh, Princeton. Princeton. And now this year. I think the balance of power, which used to be in the rock, now
3: shifts to
0: the Mississippi. Oh, On that thing. note,
3: oh. we'll start with the rock. Haven't they changed the alignment <laughs> right.
0: though of the conference? The not, conferences have changed alignment though. Not in those no, three it's all, years. It's all it's all the same now.
3: It's just some of the crossover games are different. Yeah, which the means crossover that, games have which changed. Which means that like Rock Ridge and Sherard play for the first like a time. South and in north. So, okay, that's So, so yeah, Rock Ridge yeah. and Sherrard will play for the first time, I think, since twenty fourteen is where right.
0: which, that's what I'm getting. Uh, confused, which almost makes some
3: people want to bring back the Olympic. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag
0: bring back the Olympic. Yeah. Jim Taylor. <laughs> so, um. You, you didn't have to say it, Stock. The subtlety was that we didn't yeah, say that's it. That's the beauty part of it. <laughs> yeah.
3: And then next time we're down there, he'll buy, buy us a polar pop and everything's great. That's right. It's fantastic. Um, well, let's start with The Rock and, 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 and boy, there's, 14 teams in this entire conference, so we're not going to be able to do what we just did with the Western <laughs> Mix 6 and talk in-depth about all of these teams. Or I literally teams.
0: will be leaving here and going straight yeah, to work I, tomorrow morning. They do have
3: a 10 o'clock newscast <laughs> that we have to do. But we'll look at some of the, the bigger names and the interesting stories that are going on in this conference, and boy, this side was the side that a lot of people talked about, like you said, when you have a Newman and an Orion and a Rockridge teams that were, and a Fulton that, that were really good last year and, and, and doing big things. This year, when you look at that, there's. I think when you start with this side, you look at the, the, the names that we've lost. When you look at an Orion losing Logan Lee, Seth West... Um, Dawson, Dawson Schulenberg. See, um, you hear that, Chip? Dazzle
0: brought it up. Not me. <laughs> Nobody else. <laughs> R-
3: Riley Federer is gone at Rock Ridge, and some other good, really good players. Um, boy, there's it's that that infl- there will be new stars. That's what will happen. It happens in high school football all the time. But I think there's a lot more question marks about this side of the brag of the conference than what we knew going into last year. It's fair to say. Certainly yeah. more questions. Not this a bash of Chip Filler in any way, shape, or form. He's my hero. <laughs> But I think it's a lot more question marks going into this year. There's
0: more There's more pieces that need to be filled in than we've yeah. seen in years past. Years past, we kind of knew a lot of expectations and what teams had coming in. This year, I think we're kind of looking to see where players are coming to fill in. And I think they'll be there. I think that these programs have proven that players step up and become big names. Orion, Rockridge, Newman, certainly they've all had guys that step right in and fill that role. I think you'll see that again. It's just a matter of who are they. Yeah, and you look in the conference, there's three new head
2: coaches in this division, at Bureau Valley, at Newman, obviously, the big one, and at Rockridge, and it's going to be interesting to see how those coaches integrate their systems,
1: obviously. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah,
3: Mike Poposi's not B- Mike not, <laughs> not at not at Newman? No, he's not. You know, what? We have breaking news. <laughs> know. Have
1: breaking news. <laughs> you know, last week you asked me when I was going down to do the preview, how, what's the percentage chance of uh, Mike Poposi being at practice? Was it 110%? I said, uh, I said 100%. Was he not? There? He was nowhere to be found. Wow. Oh, man. Unless he was standing on his deck watching with binoculars. I was just going to say. Which
3: could have happened. And I think that's where we start with this, because that's probably the biggest storyline going into this division vision is Newman and a new head coach, and Mike Paposi is not there. Cuff, you were there. they got a really good coach that's going to do a really good job. I have full confidence in that. What was the vibe at practice? What are they saying? What are they thinking in Newman right now?
1: New coach, not much changing, yeah. basically, is what it's going to come down to. Um, I, even, I even joked with him. I said, so we're not going to see you go five wide and throw it down the field. And he kind of chuckled. He's like, "Now nah, wishbone works. Why would I change anything? Yeah. Which yeah. is so true. But their mentality is faith. Family and faith. Those are their cornerstones. And he said nothing's going to change for them in in that regard. So watching practice, he reminded me of, of, and I didn't see Mike Poposi coach when he was younger, but I would have guessed that's what Mike did, looked like and did when he was a younger sure. coach. Just kind of stand back, watch him play when things need to be talked about. He talked to him. He made sure they're they working hard. And I see this team being a playoff team. It wouldn't shock me to see them make another strong run because of the players they have. They've they've played into the quarterfinals or semifinals the last two or three years, which, as you know, we've talked to these coaches, that's like a whole other year's worth of practice for a lot of these younger guys. If they don't
3: make it to that point, I think coach should be gone. (laughs) Like, <laughs> right,
1: right. <laughs> just, just find another <laughs> one. <right? laughs> just, just. No, I'm kidding. That. No, but I'm kidding. But I, they're not going to throw it down the field, yeah. which is not a surprise. Their strength probably this year is probably up front a little mm-hmm. bit. They're lacking in some skill guys, but they still have some good skill guys. They just yeah. don't have those speedy guys that you're going to remember from last year. They
2: lost their entire linebacking core from last year, which was I thought the which best was linebacking core in, in the state. state. Absolutely, they do bring back Connor McBride, 982 rushing yards, 16 touchdowns. The question is. Who will the quarterback be? Because even though the quarterback doesn't – he's not the traditional stand and throw the ball down the field. It's point guard. He, he does distribute the ball to right. the backs. And if there's struggle there, that could be a problem. But I think Newman will be a playoff team.
3: Go ahead. Go, no, go, Greg.
0: No, I was going to say, whenever we're moving down, I got –
2: go
1: ahead.
3: <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> um, I, then in that conference as well, you look at Orion, we, we touched on them a little bit, and they lose those three guys. They lose 12 seniors that were really good seniors last year. And they did a lot of great things. They've been to the state quarterfinals three times in four years. Um, everyone sees those guys leave and think Orion's going to be down. I think they're going to be pretty good. I don't know if they're going to be to the same level of what they were, and that's a tough thing to get to. But there's guys that that watch those dudes practice and play for three years. And they know. A, a thing that Coach really kind of pointed out to me that I didn't realize, they've played so much postseason Playoff football in the last few years. They've almost played and they've almost practiced in another entire season because of the amount of times that they're practicing right. in November and late. That's going to pay dividends as well. Those guys saw what those leaders and those guys did last year. They're big up front. I think he likes the way his offensive line's coming along. So, as many people that wanted, and they like – it. Chip likes proving the doubters wrong, proving this the Brian Stocking's wrong. That's the asking Because before we came in here, he th- he didn't think that Orion was going to
0: win a game. I did
3: not say that at all.
0: <laughs> <laughs> is it written right in your notebook? No, I can it see is it. not.
2: Here's the thing with Orion. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> kidding. better be because Chip's going to kill me. And um, here's the thing. Last year, Orion had five games at home. They shot out their opponents four times in the regular season. That was overlooked because we saw their great offense. And we were bedazzled by how well their offense ran. And now the defense. I've never been bedazzled a day in my life. So, so, so they've been putting my like be defense like on glitter, more shutout glitter little, yeah. That's very
3: good. <laughs> I'd be dazzle,
1: but, <laughs> <laughs> but not
3: bedazzled. No, never,
2: never
1: bedazzled. <laughs> bedazzled. Look if, it up. <laughs> if if you if you want a sleeper team in this in this league, and I, I don't know if you really can can consider them a sleeper team, but Fulton, a team last year that had a lot of sophomores and juniors playing, they made the playoffs. They yeah. lost in that first round to Milledgeville, but this group has a lot of experience back. They're yeah. going to rely on a lot of those juniors, now seniors, um, that played last year and, and had to get the reps and just had to, had to work hard to get where they're at. This could be a team that makes a strong run this three year. Three defensive linemen are back. Talk into
2: the
3: microphone. Three defensive
2: Damn. linemen are back. Four offensive linemen are back for Fulton. Plus, Ethan Rush and Kyler P- Pessman Ran for a combined thousand yards last year. Yeah. And no, they're I, both bad. I, I, I think
0: Fulton's going to be really good this year. The team and the program I look to in the Three Rivers is Bureau Valley. They have a new head coach, Matt Pistol, who was an uh, alum. Bureau Valley alum was yeah. on those teams that made the run to state. Garrett
1: Barnes. That's right. Was in, he really? Garrett yeah. Barnes
0: days, yeah. So he was on those teams. He was around a pro- program that had a lot of success. And then he went on to coach a little bit at Newman. So clearly he has some of that influence there with a program that is as solid as Newman's is. So just, you know, from what I've read and from what I can tell out there, it seems like there's a lot of excitement with Bureau Valley football. And, and, and obviously
1: be, the only thing is I think they're small this year, but yeah. they have some athletes. Yep. They have to
2: replace Cale Barnett wide receiver, Tyler Guson at quarterback. They oh, also yeah. have to replace their star running back. There's a lot of offensive skill positions that they've got to fill.
3: Negative Nelly, there That's he right. is. Always. Let's always go to out. let's go to Rock Ridge. They got a new head football coach and and Steve Disler. Steve Disler, And, and yes. he's somebody. And I know you went out there, Cuff, but but he didn't have much time to get ready for this. It was such a late no. hire. I think I think teams get like 25 days to practice. Didn't you say something like he, he had, had 12, like 12?
1: 12, 12? He was hired July. You're behind the eight ball already. July 3rd, so he did the best he could. Um, Man, when you think Rock Ridge, you got to think Riley Federer right off the bat, and obviously they don't have him because he's moved on to play at Monmouth, but I I, I really don't know what to expect out of this team. They're going to work hard, is what he said, and they're going to find out what they have. They don't have a lot of skill guys back, but that being said... Tradition doesn't graduate. These kids know what it it has taken over the past few years to get where they're at. Same thing as Orion. They've practiced
3: and they've seen what it's like. So
1: they know what to expect. It's just a matter of, can everybody get up to speed, get on the right page, and see how quickly it can happen. They opened with Sherrard, so it's, again a game that could be winnable for them week one. We look at we'll, – we'll hop to the
3: Mississippi real quick. We'll, we'll we'll touch on the other teams. Morrison, obviously, in this this division as well. Your Riverdale yep, Rams Riverdale as Rams. well. Team. Guy, you own I, them? R- uh, no. Guy <laughs> Derricks, I think, is one of the best coaches, and I really appreciate and enjoy what he does. So waiting for him to have that breakthrough big year back again at, at Riverdale one, one more time. And then we mentioned Morrison as well.
2: Yeah, uh, Riverdale, uh, they won the Tug Fest, uh, Tug, for the fourth straight year. Uh, they save that for the tug fest wow. podcast. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah, but, but they do have some pieces, and they're hoping you know if they can get off to a good start. You know, that's all that matters. You know, you get off to a good start, you can start doing some good things. Rockridge, going back to them at
3: Monroe's at Orion in week three. Okay, we're not going back to anybody anymore. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Let's go over to the uh, Mississippi um, division, and guys, really, when when I look at this this division and this these standings and these teams, um. Princeton really hops out at me. I think it's going to be a really fun good season. Princeton's been good for a while and they've had some special runs. A few years ago they had a really good playoff run and a really good regular season as well. Um I think they're primed to have a fun season this year. Yeah, you look at uh, Princeton and Ronde Worl. Ronde Worl had over 1300 yards rushing
2: 20 touchdowns. Yeah. They are they've got their they feel really confident about the line. They're also, very interesting, going to have their punter from last year, Tyler Gibson, is going to be the starting quarterback. So you throw that in where, you, you know, if you're...
3: You don't know if, if he's going to throw it or kick it.
2: You know, <laughs> First <punter>. down, he's <laughs> punting. You're well, wondering, what's he doing? Like Danny White. <laughs> Hopefully used to they figure, figure that out, <laughs> out before the season <laughs> starts. <laughs> but the thing, though, is, is you know, in your, when you're deep in your own end, you just can't bull rush him because he might be punting the ball 50 yards, you know. On second and 10. On, no, I said <laughs> deep in your own end, like on third down and long, but... Thing, though, I is think this, everything
3: besides that last point a really good point. So you
2: look at what <laughs> Princeton has, they've got the ability, I think, to be that team. And they start off a, with a tough schedule. They start with Fulton. That could be a doozy That could a be battle. a really
0: good football game. Obviously, the big name, Worrell's coming back. Like, what a year he put together for them. Really led the way in you know, getting them to where they were last year. I think an interesting X factor, they have a Wyatt Davis transferring in from Naperville North going to Princeton. Now Drake Davis went up that he way. He went that way. Yeah, that way. So I'm not sure. I'm, Are a, you I'm assuming, assuming, this assuming it's a brother it has to or be a, a brother, a cousin of some sort. So yes. that's an interesting X factor that he'll be coming into Princeton this year. Uh, he's a wide receiver for them last year in that program. Yeah, I don't know where he'll fit in, but it's you know one of those kind of interesting notes.
3: It was a special year last year in Monmouth, and 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 Coach Adolphson did a fantastic job. Them making it to the state quarterfinals, I believe. Or did they make the right. like semi quarterfinals? quarterfinals. Yeah, nine, nine and three. A, a fantastic season for them. They made huge, uh, and I believe I've heard that the the entire community rallied around them last year. And
0: they bought pizza, yeah. and they bought ticket stock. Tell me the story, please.
2: Well, they bought pizzas for the kids, and you know went to all the games, and you know really backed them up. They lose a lot from that team, but I think they still got a lot of good
1: pieces to maybe make another run. But they don't have the line they had last year. That line was one of the... They were one of the biggest lines in all. Was it 3A last year? Yeah, they were huge. (laughs) They
0: were huge. Yeah. Um, But again, going back to transfers, they have Rashawn King from Mercer County transferring in now. And interesting talking to head coach Jeremy Adolphson saying that they may play him at quarterback. They might use him at wide receiver as a return man, a little bit of what they did with Jamani Skinner. Yeah. Skinner didn't play quarterback, but was a return man for him, a wide receiver, and, you know, a little bit of a slash, you yeah. know, hybrid position in the offense just to get him the ball. And uh, they also have, you know, potentially used as a defensive, you know, weapon as well. So I, if you're Jeremy Adolphson, I think you have to utilize what Rashawn King can do. We've seen what he did in the Lincoln Trail Conference. Lincoln Trails? Trail? <laughs> <laughs> there's got to be a lot, of, there's a lot of teams. Yeah. So there's both. more than one way to get there. And so, Hall's very good, too.
2: You know, they've yep, got Hall, Grant, year last Grant year Reddish, who got injured last year, at quarterback, he's back, and Hall is a traditional power in that in that division.
3: We're going to make our way out to Sherrard over the next week to, to talk to the Tigers, and I think they're in for an improving season. They played well down the stretch last year. They returned a lot of pieces, and they've got a chance. That, that first game of the year against Rock Ridge— Boy, if they get a, a victory early on and kind of can springboard some early victories together as well, I think Sherrard can be better than they have been in the past. And it's been a while at Sherrard. Great fan base, great community. They buy pizza if they do well. I think they're too. <laughs> so I think, I think it's something that keep an eye on the Tigers and see how they do, especially early on in the season.
1: Yeah, I've talked to a few people out that way, not necessarily in Sherrard, but just around the area out there in uh, Henry County, or Mercer County, excuse me. And uh, people are saying there's a potential for them to start 4-0 this season, which that would mean they beat Rock Ridge. I want to see him. Hold on. So it would be Rock Ridge go to Morrison, Morrison home Prophets, against Erie Prophetstown, and
3: then Peru-St. Bede. Um, and so la- and the last two I didn't realize you had your computer, too. <laughs> I had my computer, yeah. The
2: last two of those four are Saturday afternoon specials against Erie Prophetstown-St. Bede. More- the trip to Morrison, though, is not an easy trip. I don't think Sherrod's ever beaten Morrison. Ever ever, wow, wow. oh, that.
3: please Sherard people listening
1: to this, please <laughs> call <laughs> us, email us tweet us, let us know that stockpile was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> please that'd be great. but yeah, good for if if, if that were to happen, Good things happen there for yeah. Scott Monson, who's been trying to build this program and get it back to where it would like to be, where it used to be, back even when what Jason Kirby was there. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
0: And that's what I was just going to say, that when uh, Monson got the job last year, there was a lot of excitement surrounding Two that. Two years ago, yeah. Two years ago. Yeah. There was a lot of buzz around that, and he was a longtime assistant, and people really liked that hire. So you hope that now, if people are seeing some of that talent, like hopefully it shines through. And like you said, I think that schedule... At least early on, it's in their favor a little bit. You know, I think that there's some winnable games there. It's very possible
2: that after the sixth week of the season, they'll be playoff eligible with five wins.
3: Stockpile, give us some nuggets on Erie Prophetstown, Kiwani and um, Hall. Kiwani has a well, Hall we to, talked about being which a which traditional one at a powers. time. Yeah. Hall's <laughs> a
2: traditional power. We've talked about Grant Reddish being coming back. Kiwani, brand new coach. They're hoping to get some excitement, start off uh, with they play Riverdale. Area Profitstown, also trying to rebuild. Last year, they struggled a little bit, but now they think they can rebuild. What else you got, Stock? That's what I've got. (laughs) But um, if you're looking for who I think is going to win, I think in The Rock, I'm going to go with Fulton as the division champ. I've got Fulton, Orion, and Newman going to the playoffs. The dark horse is going to be Riverdale. I, my dark horses are teams that either didn't make the playoffs or have a losing record. And when you look on the Mississippi, I think Princeton will win the division. I think it will be Princeton, Monroes, Hall. I'm gonna go with the with your talking them up. Sherrard is a playoff team.
3: Wow. And
2: Sherrard obviously is the dark horse in that division.
3: Greg, give me
0: all of yours now.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you, I d I didn't do I didn't do that. that's, stock, that's
0: impressive. It, Stockings kind of going on. a li- You're taking Fulton over yes. Newman
2: uh, and Orient
0: over Newman and Orient and all right. I um, am
2: I am I am uh, I'm buying what Patrick Lower is selling. All right. A- ask me who wins this conference.
0: Somebody ask me who wins the conference. Chip Filler. <laughs> 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 just because it's just Chip because. <laughs> okay. I'm kind of sexually
3: um, obligated to I'm say. I'm that. going.
0: I'm going Newman in the Rock. Um, on the Mississippi side, I'm going to go Princeton. They got a lot yeah. of team. They got a lot of guys back, and they were tough last year. I'm going with those two. Um, my playoff teams—that—that's tough. Um, I'm, not, I'm not going to do that. If you'd like to, you can, but I can't. I might opt out of that. That's, yeah, that's yeah. a lot to
3: go down. That's <laughs> hey, hats off to Stockpile, but I would agree with you. Until somebody beats Newman, you yep. have to go with Newman. Yep. I think Fulton's going to be really good. Right. So I think it's—I mean—that—that's going to be a fun game to watch, and and you never know what's going to happen. But until somebody beats Newman, I'm going Newman. And then <laughs> if I were a gambling man, but I'm not—I'm not a gambling man. And then um. Uh, I will go with Princeton as well. I think yeah. Greg and I are just like locked in this year. Two yeah, huge I'm,
2: games: Orient at Princeton, Week Four; Fulton at Orient, Week Six well, or Seven. We week one of the
3: season, or? like Orient and Orient and Monmouth Roseville is a fun matchup. Yeah, yeah. Early on in the year, week two week teams, yeah. two teams that made the state quarterfinals last year. That that people might think take a step back, but I think are still going to be really good football teams.
1: That's going to be a lot of fun. Week one of the season as well. I'm taking Newman. Fulton will be second. That, that game there, the Newman-Fulton game, will come down to decide who wins it. So Newman winning on the Rock side, on the Mississippi side, I'm also going Princeton.
3: Chip Filler's someplace writing this stuff down on a, on a <laughs> He can, on he can a, write a, it down on all he wants. Board. It's just our
1: predictions right yeah, now. It yeah, doesn't mean not. a whole heck of a lot. Oh, it does. It does. <laughs> um, let's, he, he did call us experts. By the way, yeah, he did. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> oh, that's
3: right. He did do that. I think he <laughs> it may never, have been a little tongue in cheek. I, ex- right. I think he, excluded stockpile in that. But <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I can't believe you have him going 0-9 though. That's amazing. I don't have him. I, I know, have him I going know. to the playoffs, so uh, they can't be going 0-9. True. I have him like going 7-2. Let's head over to the Lincoln Trail and and your usual teams and suspects there. But boy, it's first and foremost. Anyone Weathersfield's been fantastic for years. I'm gonna miss. Coach Johnson and what, what he's done with that program, obviously not there anymore. Um, I think that's the biggest thing when I think of that conference and what goes on is how Anawan Weathersfield moves on and gets a, a, and, and, and starts a new regime under a new head coach, but they also get Corey back, and so yeah, I yeah. think there's a lot of talent there as well, but I think it's it's going to be an interesting conference as well, and we'll start with Anawan Weathersfield with a, a new regime and a new coach
0: there the first the only the second coach they've ever had as the Anwan weathersfield Co-op. Yeah. Johnston was the head coach when it start when it formed. So I mean that's, you know, that's impressive to, you know to to talk about for him and for what he built there. And I think we talked about several years ago, they're always right on the verge, right on the edge of being the big time team and they pushed it over that edge. They became yep, that big time yeah. program in that conference. And now, you know, I really like the hire of uh, coach Willits Uh, Logan Willett's out there now he's been an assistant there you know he knows the system I think he's one that the players really like I I like that hire and I think he'll step right in and continue to do great things and like you said having Quagliano helps him out. Yeah. Right yeah. That's a weapon that's well, great. He's our new Federer
3: because yeah, Federer was there for so long. He played three years. I think at halfway, maybe two or three games into his sophomore year, for Riley took over, and Colton's been playing there since he's a freshman. I mean, he's still only a junior, and we've called his name that's crazy. a ton. He's a really good basketball yeah. player as well, but really good football player. And, if yeah, if you're a new head coach and you're taking over a program and they say, here's uh, Colton Quagliano to lead your team on offense, it's a, that's a good way to start as well. So, um, Mid County ahead,
2: also is a brand new head coach, and Mid County has been a playoff contender the last few years, so it's gonna be you know, they're no slouch, and you got, and I always you got Mercer County who's never missed the playoffs as Mercer County, and they're really good, also.
1: Cough, you went down to Mercer County, what'd you see? Uh, well, real quickly, I want to mention Anilan Wethersfield 12 straight years, either Wethersfield or the co op making the playoffs. Oh, wow, so, so that's that's pretty impressive there. Um, down at Mercer County, well. They lost a few guys. They lost a lot of skill guys from last year. As yeah. you mentioned, King going down to uh, Monmouth-Roseville. Um, yep. So, obviously, new quarterback for them. So, they're trying to figure out that situation right there. But they do have Trey Essig back. Um, they do have a couple defensive players back. So, they're kind of in a, I won't say it's a full rebuild, but they're kind of in a rebuilding process because they did lose some of those skill guys. Now, they're again, like I've said with some of the other teams, they're going to hope up front. Can kind of carry them a little bit. They they kind of had a bigger lineman for a small school, which is which is key. Um, They're a team that last year was five and two after seven weeks and kind of stumbled. Down the uh, end of the end of the season, and then lost in that first round game of the playoffs. And when Illini West wasn't when it? you go five and four, yeah. and you have to go down to a West and play one of the best teams in yeah. the state who are nine and, and zero. They I mean, played well too. They played well. It just it's hard it's hard to win down there. Sure. So that team knew that they liked the fact that they got that experience, but that wasn't a Mercer County Mercer County team that they wanted to say, hey, let's let's build off that. Let's get something better than what we did last year. And like like Stocking said. They have not missed the playoffs as a co-op every year. 10 ten ten straight years now. They've made the playoffs.
3: When we talk Lincoln Trails, usually Trails, I
1: did it. You did it. You did did said it. Trails.
3: Did when we talk Lincoln Trail Conference, we, we we I mean we mentioned Mercer County, we mentioned anyone Weathersfield, Stark County is usually that other team we talk about. Where's Stark County at coming in this year, and, and what do you expect, Zach
2: Um Stark County last year was not very good. They missed the playoffs yeah. and. There, there, there's not been a lot of news out of uh, Toulon about uh, the Rebels this year. So it's going to be interesting to see what what comes up from uh, Stark County. And this conference is up for grabs because Princeville lost their star, Adam Sneddon, who graduated. Princeville's going to take a step back. It, you, you're going to see some of the Anawan-Weathersfields, Ridgewood maybe even, Mid-County, Mercer County uh, go after them.
3: United's been a team that, that has such a great history and tradition um, waiting for them to turn it around a little bit and kind of build a program, and not a program, but build back to their winning ways as well. We'll see how United does this year as well. Any picks in the Lincoln Trail? I'm going to say Anawon Weathersfield wins the
2: conference. I've got Princeville, Mid-County, Mercer County, and Ridgewood, who's my dark horse, going to the playoffs.
0: I was just going to say, we should mention Ridgewood had a, a good year last year. Started off really strong, kind of fell off injuries down the stretch, ended up at 5-4. and four. I think they're a team this year, if they have some pieces back, could be dangerous. Another team that's always kind of right on the verge, Mid-County. I think they're a team to watch for as well. Um, I will agree with Stocking. I think Anawan-Weathersfield is the, is, the, is the team this year. With Princeville losing some guys from last year, I think Anawan-Weathersfield is I the I believe team. Ridgewood, you saw that game against
2: between Ridgewood and, Merce- and Mid-County. That was mid county winning two to nothing. Mid county winning that, two to nothing. That was a slap ball. Yeah, it, was, was, it was a mess. I hate those Friday nights that,
3: when Zahara does that to us in yeah. the train. <laughs> yeah.
2: And that game cost Ridgewood because if they had won, they would have had six wins and that's automatically true. qualified. Yep. yep. Last year they only had five, but they five missed and on four, the points. Yeah.
3: I think the best player at the most important position in the conference is Colton Quagliano, and I think that's who wins the not him, but I think Annon Wethersfield's your favorite going into the season. Yep. I oh, don't yeah. disagree with that. Anon Weathersfield, so it's a clean sweep
1: there. But Other, I do I do I gotta mention Bruce Redding. He's my guy at, uh, at Ridgewood, so I got to mention in his second year, so good luck oh, to him. Absolutely. Um, outside of that area, we, we mentioned the three big
3: conferences. There's some teams from our viewing area that are, don't fall into those conferences A Town, Knoxville, Milledgeville, West Carroll. Um, anything stand out to you, stockpile, about those teams? I don't want to miss anybody as we, we well, get Knoxville, to start wrapping up. Knoxville is, uh, they believe that they can make a deep
2: run this year in the Prairie Land. And also, when you look at A-Town, A-Town has to replace their quarterback, Lucas Tinkman, who graduated... Lu, Lu, Lucas Tinkham, who graduated... Knoxville and A-Town will be joining the Lincoln Trail, I believe, next year. Um, that's and right, yeah. uh, you look at a team like Rock Falls. Rock Falls, Evan Laws is the quarterback. And I saw in the South Valley News, there was a lot of angst about uh, that Kevin Parker didn't get hired till July 17th. Because he took over when Disler left for Rockridge, and uh, Parker is a Geneseo graduate. Okay. On the great nineteen ninety team,
3: guys, we're not too far away from the start of the. Uh, oh, G- Greg, would you like to talk about Millageville? You're going to cut off <laughs> Milledgeville. You're <laughs> going
0: to cut off Milledgeville. The um, missiles. Um, missiles had, had a great year last year. Playoff run. Um, I believe what were. Uh, well, hold on. Hold on a second here.
2: Well, while you're. Well, uh, Ten, uh, that's
0: right. They were nine. They had an eight and one. Eight and one regular season, won a playoff game, uh, their best season in ten years. Uh, numbers are down this year. They lost a lot of players from last year's team. Um, they have uh, talented junior class, but obviously they're inexperienced because they, you know, they have guys that yeah. didn't get a whole lot of starting reps from a year ago. Um, the other thing to note with the um, Northwest Upstate Illini is they realigned, so they changed the. Um, the north divisions. and south. Yep, they changed it. So now it's a north and south, like Stocking said, and of course I had it here. Um, so pretty much for I mean, for our viewing areas concerned, um, in the north, Galena and Stockton move in with Orangeville, Lena Winslow. East Dubuque, too. East Dubuque, yep. East Dubuque's up in there with Dakota, Durand. Um, Dupac. Durand, yeah. Yes, yes. I wasn't going to name all of them, but yes, and there you go. Um, and I, I might as well name all of them then. Down in the south, Amboy. Ashton Franklin Center, Forreston, freeport Aquin, uh Eastland, Pearl City, who was very good last year. We saw them uh, at Orion, and then Milledgeville and West Carroll. So they've sh- shifted things up.
1: Thank you. Thank you, I, th- I had all these notes in you. I think Dazzle's got to go.
3: I, yeah, literally I do. But anyways, um, boy, we got, we'll got. we break down week one of the season next week and kind of dive into the first-round matchups, what we got going on. Um, the score opens up August thirtieth, half hour, the only half hour show in the Quad Cities. We're excited about it once again. Micing up coaches will have post game from a lot of games. Especially an interesting thing about the area, <clears throat> especially in the Three Rivers, is games are now seven o'clock starts. They're moving sophomore games to Mondays, so it'll be a little bit earlier starts. Uh, we're going to do a bunch of fun things this year, so make sure you follow us at the Score WQID on Twitter. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'll be out here each and every week. It's a lot of fun to do, and if you're an Iowa viewer and you're interested in the Iowa podcast, we'll be doing that one coming up next, so we'll have that one posted as well. Boys, am I missing anything? I think we're good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Stockpile, Tom, goodbye. Goodbye, everyone.